Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. States are seeking to protect access to alternative COVID therapeutics. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, it's interesting, Matt, what, uh, three years ago it's been, we started talking about the effectiveness of ivermectin, HCQ, other therapeutics treating COVID-19, even though the Biden administration and the federal agencies were pushing these COVID shots, which we had been fighting against those as well. And now it's good to see some of these states come on board and pass laws to protect these therapies. Yeah, the Ohio House of Representatives passed a bill recently protecting individual access to ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine or HCQ as alternative therapies. Under the bill, the Ohio health departments and medical boards would have to increase distribution of the drugs to pharmacies, while healthcare practitioners would be banned from suppressing them. However, they would also be protected from any penalty for prescribing them as COVID-19 therapeutics or treatments. HB 73, known as the COVID-19 Healthcare Professional Patient Relationship Protection Act, uh, passed uh, overwhelmingly 73 to 17, and now it goes on to the Senate. You know, these, these therapeutics are safe. The studies are showing, for example, ivermectin can reduce the chance of COVID death by 92%. Um, a study of 88, more than 88,000 people uh, in southern Brazil showed that regular use of ivermectin as a prophylactics for COVID-19 led up to 92% reduction in COVID-19 mortality rate. The same with HCQ. There's various studies, uh, many are peer-reviewed, showing that more than half a million patients found almost a reduced mortality and hospitalization rate with early HCQ treatment. And we've been talking about this for years now. Yeah, I mean, these drugs are totally effective, very safe, and you shouldn't have to jump hoops to try to get access to them. No question about it. There's uh, 26 states have either introduced or passed legislation protecting access to ivermectin. At least two states have codified ivermectin protections into law. Tennessee's SB 2188 allows the drug to be sold over-the-counter without a prescription. In Missouri, a law there shields health care providers from losing their medical mm -hmm. licenses when prescribing ivermectin or HCQ. We have a web page, a comprehensive one, that we developed. It's called lc.org forward slash vaccine, forward slash vaccine, and that is comprehensive with regards to all things related to mm -hmm. COVID. Mm -hmm. But we also have a section there involving treatment, and that section has links to a lot of different resources, including a resource that has real-time studies of all these different medications used to treat COVID. So remdesivir is there, the one that Fauci recommended, you know, and you go there and you look at the studies 
and it is very ineffective. Right. Hydroxychloroquine, That's what the hospitals ivermectin, are pushing, yeah. They're pushing that because of Fauci and the NIH. Right. and the money. And the money. But it's very ineffective, and it's problematic, frankly. Mm-hmm. It causes other complications. But if you look at you know, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, it's very effective. And there's other medications there as well. Ivermectin, you know, is best known for its anti-parasitic properties. And studies show that it can help prevent COVID-19, is especially effective as an early treatment. In fact, uh, doctors William C. Campbell and Omar uh, earned the 2015 Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine for their discoveries leading to ivermectin. You know, in countries like Africa, where they deal with malaria, ivermectin is very commonplace. It's common. It's over the counter. And, you know, the interesting thing is that about the time that COVID hit, you started to see these over-the-counter ivermectins pulled from the shelves. And the media was making fun of it, saying, oh, it's horse, worm, medicine, or whatever. You know, there is a version of it for horses, but as a dewormer. But there's a version of it. But there's also, uh, there's a lot of versions of medicines for humans. And then there's another version that's for animals. Right, but it was all about deflecting you so you'd take the COVID shot instead. It was was to shame (laughs) people into not taking it. And this came directly from our federal agencies in Mm -hmm. a tweet where they were mocking people, you know, and they called it horse medicine. And you see it's all the underlying, again, it's about the dollar. Follow the dotted line to the dollar. Well, you know, if you go back to COVID originally... And you look at uh, how much influence the pharmaceutical companies have over the C- the CDC, the NIH, and the FDA, and globally with the WHO, the World Health Organization. You realize uh, what was going on, and it was pretty obvious. You already have hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin on the market. They are approved drugs. They are safe and effective for a wide range of issues. They've been shown to be, early Mm -hmm. on, uh, effective for treating COVID in the early stages. And we've interviewed several doctors that say the same thing over and over again. But the problem that you have is you've got to eliminate those drugs if you want to go into some kind of Mm -hmm. new drug. Right. Because ivermectin and HCQ, they're generic. They've been on the market so long that they're generic. So the pharmaceutical companies can't make a lot of money off of them. There's no one particular entity that owns the patent and to the exclusion of everybody else. It's generic. It's been on the market for so long. So with that being generic and there's no monetary value in it, in fact, it was very cheap to be able to get this, certainly at the early stages, the pharmaceutical companies had to eliminate that drug. They had to eliminate anything that's there that could be used off-label so that they could then go to the president of the United States, Donald Trump and others, to say, hey, we need to get federal money to produce this new drug for COVID-19. Because that's the answer to everything. Because that's the answer. Because and (laughs) then they had to mock and they had to they had to lie about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine Mm -hmm. and even the Lancet Medical Journal. They had to withdraw a couple of the articles that they published because they were false. And so the Lancet Medical Journal published an article that was later withdrawn because it was false that did a lot of damage 
which said ivermectin was not effective. They had to back away from that statement because it was false. So there was a lot of misinformation. And so Moderna uh, got hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal government, never having an FDA-approved drug. And BioNTech, a German company, never having an FDA-approved drug teamed up with Pfizer, and they got hundreds of millions of dollars, and both of these companies then got billions of dollars. It's all about the money. Right. And consequently, there were doctors that were threatened uh, with their license for prescribing ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Uh, there were pharmacists that would not uh, fill prescriptions when doctors would give a prescription. We've talked to many medical right. doctors who were frustrated that the pharmacies were blocking their prescriptions. People had to go from pharmacy to pharmacy and shop from pharmacy to pharmacy to be able to get the drug. Uh, people, when they would go into hospitals, um, when they would ask for ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, the hospitals wouldn't give it to them because if they went outside the government protocol of remdesivir, then they wouldn't get the government money. Right. So it was a huge, huge scam that, frankly, was to the detriment and even the death of many people. Many people were um, prohibited from getting safe and effective treatment because of coercion, laws, misinformation, and the pharmaceutical agenda. But yet we know people that got sick, and then if they were able to get access to these therapeutics, the, uh, the ivermectin and the HCQ, they got well quickly. They got well quickly. I mean, we know many people that, mm -hmm. uh, that had that happen to them. They got well uh, very quickly after taking these medications. And we were doing our research, and we were you know, helping put the information in people's hands so they would know the truth. We have a comprehensive website. I encourage you to visit it, uh, and it is lc.org forward slash vaccine, lc.org forward slash vaccine. You may still be communicating with people, or you may have individuals that you know, or maybe you have been someone who uh, was injured from the COVID shots, or you're going through other issues uh, with regards to COVID. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash vaccine. We have a lot of resources and links that is very helpful for you. But it is good news to see that the states are finally protecting access to alternative COVID therapeutics, lc.org forward slash vaccine. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.